Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Nate. This is the Nate Show podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Be sure to follow along on social media at the Nate Show on Facebook and at that's Nate Cox on Instagram. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play the Nate Show podcast, and she'll start playing it. How about that? So thank you for tuning in. Let's get to it. My guest on today's episode, Joey Gray, is someone that you're probably familiar with if you've been listening to the show the last few weeks. Uh, he was on an episode I did a few weeks ago with Megan Day as well, and I used the audio from the late night talk show I did a couple months back for their interviews, but we didn't really have as much time in either of those scenarios to chat and talk and really get to know each other the way that I wanted to, so I really wanted to sit down with this guy and get to know him and his background a little bit better. Now, this is a guy that I've worked with a few times over the past year. I met through doing some different stand-up comedy gigs. And a uh, very funny guy, very well-spoken guy, someone that uh, we had actually run in some of the same circles. We went to the same high school. Uh, he was friends with uh, my childhood best friends. He had some other acquaintances that I was familiar with. I'm trying to keep him out of trouble here. But... um. <laughs> We knew each other, but we didn't actually know each other. So it was cool kind of getting to do stand-up and everything and getting to know each other that way. Uh, if you're ever in the Johnson City or the East Tennessee area and you see that there's a show that Joey Gray is a part of, uh, definitely check it out. He's a really funny dude, but um, I just want to get right into it. So here's my interview with Joey Gray. You've not been doing comedy very long. I mean, you just all. started within the last year, um, just, oh, much yeah. like I did. I've not even hit my one-year anniversary yet. Um but you're coming up on it, right? Yeah, January? and actually, two days, three days from today will be the first time I ever told yeah. a joke on stage right across the street at Willow Tree, which is, I believe, where you started uh, the first it, time, or, or did their open mic, much like I did. But yeah, I, I tried to, um, I tried to give myself an escape from saying it wasn't really, yeah, because I, I told a story. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a funny story, but nobody there thought it was that funny. Um, but that gave that gave me stage time to get yeah. used because that was on a Wednesday, and then that Friday was when I did my first actual stand-up set at JRH. That's gotcha. Yeah, so that was that's a nice turnaround. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I, it was that Wednesday, and I was like, I need to do something, so yeah. I'll just tell <laughs> tell a story I know. Because I went from doing Willow Tree on Wednesdays for like three weeks, and then. All of a sudden, I was on this stage here at the Main Street Theater, nice. like getting paid to do it, and it was just such a nuts transition. So, from, before you were in a month, you got your first pay. Yeah, I was very nice. fortunate, and most people that listen already know this story. But Mandy Wild, yeah, um, yeah. but you just listened to the pot. You were telling me you listened to that last episode, which I appreciate, by the way. Um, <laughs> you were one of the four people that did, but um, you know. It was her birthday, so she was there. She knew the people that ran the theater at the time. It's different ownership now. But she saw me, thought I was moderately funny, and said, hey, we're putting a show together. Do you want to be on it? And, like, it happened. Like, not something I could have planned to happen. But You're being modest, because when I talked to her about it privately, oh, no. <laughs> she, she was like, Nate was hilarious the oh. first time. <laughs> I, so. think, I think the, the, like, the random jokes are the best ones. Because I, I try not to put like, a lot of my jokes... I don't try to write them out on social media or anything. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I did, uh, I, I said something about, it was about Lizzo. I was listening to Lizzo and I was cleaning the house. I, I saw that. If, if listening to Lizzo <laughs> and cleaning the house isn't wifey material, I don't know what is. And it's me. I'm wifey. <laughs> but, and, and I got, I got like 30 likes and I was like, well, shit, man, 
I'd probably take that on stage then, I guess. I thought it was just a silly thing to say at the time. But uh, I, I've noticed that more and more through through doing it. The, the ones that are just like little silly jokes that pop yeah. into your head. Those are the best. getting the biggest laughs, yeah. You have to trust that you're naturally funny. Like, I, uh, that's that hits hard. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. have to trust that. I mean, some people aren't funny. You're actually funny, though. Like, some people... You see people all the time try to be funny that aren't funny, but like you're naturally funny. If you've been on stage, you already have proof. Like you've been on stage and like you've received some laughter from the audience. So that's a nice gratification. Yeah. But there's probably, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but is there a part of you that knew this would go well if you started doing it? Uh, so, uh, so I started writing, I, I started listening to podcasts when I worked yeah. in kitchens. And I listened, obviously, it was Joe Rogan. Yeah. Fire me up if you want to. But uh, <clears throat> I started listening to that, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. And then I started listening to Fire the Kid and, and all the other comedians' podcasts, and I started hearing how they they smack talk each other. And they just give yeah. each other a hard time, like I do with my friends. But none of my friends can bring the heat like I can. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if I want to ruin your day, I can ruin your day. And uh, so, I, I don't know. Um, I started listening to that, and that, that's when I thought it was um, thought it was something I might be interested in. And yeah. uh, I, I just went from there, basically. Um, I, I didn't think that I was funny for the longest time, but behind the scenes, I was telling Rachel, my girlfriend, um, certain things I would I would just say them and not even thinking that it's a joke just say it and like is that funny yeah like do you, do you think this is funny and she would tell me yes or no and I didn't realize at the time I was writing bits so before I actually did my first stand-up set I'd been writing jokes for like almost three years yeah I, that was when I was 25 ish maybe but I, I know it was when I was 22 when I started writing jokes or actually considering it and of course Nobody heard anything. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't about to, like, the first week, I wasn't telling people, like, I'm going to be a comedian. Like, because uh, that's a lot of comedians that are like, just drop everything to do it. If you're really passionate about it, just do it. It's like, no, man, I've got, I have, like, bills and stuff right. to pay. So, like, I mean, I'm in college, <laughs> you know, which I was actually in college after I planned on doing stand-up. But what I noticed from listening to other comedians uh, in particular, which they don't use their degrees, but they're good to have Bert Kreischer and Tom yeah. Segura, they both they talk about going to college and getting these degrees. It's like, well, if I can if I can go and get a degree, this is my twenty year plan, right? If I can go and get a degree and get high enough up in a company or own a company that makes enough money to where I don't have to do anything really, like don't really have to do anything, then I can do whatever I want to, which I kind of got that from my stepdad too. Yeah. And he's He's in his 50s and retired and do it okay for himself. He does whatever yeah. he wants to. But if I could do that and just do comedy, I don't, I don't, I don't care about getting big. I, right. I just, I do it. It's <clears throat> something to keep me sane and a way to get some of this nonsense out of my head because it's. I I appreciate that you think that way because even though I may or someone else may think different, you mentioned like I've got a plan. I got a 20 year plan. This is what I'd like to do you have kind of an outline of what you want to do and that's important like i get tired of people that have things they want to do and then they'll have other people 
take away, or you shouldn't do that, you should do this, or you should go to school and do this. It's like, no, like, you do whatever you want to do, but I'm going to do what I need to do, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I tell moving out to LA and living in my car and being broke all the time yeah. didn't sound great. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll see what I can do. And I actually talked to, uh, I uh, slid into Jody Miller's DMs. Um, I don't know if you know her. She's an LA comedian. And I asked her. I know what, the name. Yeah. Yeah. I asked her what I should do. And she was like, just find the scene closest to you and get integrated into that scene. And yeah. then if you're good, you'll make your way over here. Cause I literally asked her, I was like, should I just, should yeah. I just drop everything and come to LA? Um, but I think I would get mauled there as a right. That's the thing is like L.A., New York, Atlanta, Chicago, like these places. Shark Tank. Are tough, like yeah. legitimately tough. Like, yeah. And, you know, Cliff and I were talking, Cliff Andrews and I were talking about that. Like Johnson City is a wonderful, wonderful place, but the crowd does is usually pretty friendly and will give you a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know if you've had, we talked a little bit before we were rolling about what it's like to – to have a bad night or to bomb or whatever but right. my experience personally has been even those nights where i absolutely sucked i wasn't getting booed or heckled in johnson city people were still pretty friendly about it. like hey man it's not your night it's all good you know right like yeah. i love that about here but um yeah yeah I, 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 man i i want to have go somewhere and have produce thrown at me you know yeah. is that still a thing that happens <laughs> like dude just catch it <laughs> produce is expensive especially tomatoes uh, <laughs> but no I, I haven't had anybody heckle me and god bless them if they do that's why i don't do crowd work is because i don't yeah. i don't want to be too mean to someone and like right. you know get canceled or whatever um but if somebody Gosh, heckles yeah. me <laughs> if somebody heckles me then you're giving me the ride um, now when you you talked before about writing material do you Whenever you're making notes, do you fully flesh it out or do you put little keywords and kind of remind yourself? I've, I've experimented with both is why I ask. I'm trying to um, get it to where I like it. So when when I try and write stuff, it it, it normally just comes to me. Um, okay. Like the yeah. last set that I uh, wrote, because I try where I'm so local and I have all my friends come. If they yeah. come twice in a row, I want to do different material. Right, right, so right. I try and do... Which it, it, I try and do like a ten minutes, a different ten minutes every time. Um, but mostly it's just so. Well, I used to just write a few words in my notes on my phone, and then I would remember it. But yeah. there was a few times that I didn't remember the joke. Like I have one in my phone that's called Four Chan Face. It just says Four Chan <laughs> Face, and I don't know what that means. And I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that would have been a good joke, but I don't know what that is. Oh, that's so funny. So I started using a voice memo and just record a little bit of what the joke would be about, so I better remember it because it's very frustrating to lose a joke. I was laughing because I had a similar note back last summer that just said Donut Balls, and I was just like, "Where was I going with Donut Balls? Like, what was that?" And it was in my comedy notes. So I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I just thought the sound of it was funny. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mentioned it. I, I messaged you on Facebook or something. You never messaged me back, which oh, is no. fine. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I do kidding. that, though. Your, uh, your marketing ability and the way you're getting yourself out there is just impeccable. It is so impressive that you've got, like, like uh, Dan Alton. Right. That guy is hilarious. Yeah. And, like, and, and you've had him on your show. Like, you're, you're, you're alone on your show. Me excluded are pretty impressive. <laughs> no, you're great, man. You're great. And 
I appreciate you saying that. It's funny because I'm so, I'm so in my head about everything that I don't feel like I'm doing enough at all to market myself. I wanted to interrupt, uh, take a little break there, and interrupt that bit of self-indulgence with a little bit more self-indulgence. It seemed like a good segue to do some shameless advertising. So coming up on the podcast over the next several weeks, we'll have interviews uh, with Great people such as Sarah Grace, Cliff Andrews, Anna Tanteris, Amy Mooney, Danny Whitson, Marcy Moore, and, and plenty more after that. Uh, so the, the schedule is stacked. We've got a lot of cool people coming up. Uh, February 13th, downtown Johnson City, Main Street Theater, uh, which is Thursday night, the night before Valentine's Day. Uh, we've got a, a show lined up. I'm not going to give the guests away just yet, but a really, really great show. Actually, I will tell you, the, the main attraction on that show is going to be uh, my dear friend and really wonderful and talented magician, comedian, Danny Whitson. Uh, we had something on the schedule before it fell through, through no fault of his own. Uh, so we were able to kind of rearrange. It's going to be a really big show. And then we got another show coming up downtown, same theater, same venue, late night talk show, February 26th, which is a Wednesday. And starting with that show, the show will be every other Wednesday. There won't be these long gaps in between anymore. Take a week off, come back the next week, get after it with some really fun guests and I'll be having comedians and and yeah, live music and just really great guests all over the place. So stay tuned for that. And I want to get back now to the interview with Joey Gray. What are you looking to find doing stand-up? You kind of touched on it earlier, talking about getting certain thoughts out of your head and you know doing that and just kind of exposing that. Yeah, that. But that that's a simplified version of it. Like, uh, so I, I I I put it this way in my head. If I laugh because you're laughing, it's not because I'm laughing at my own joke. Right. <laughs> it's because right. I'm laughing because you're laughing. What I said made you laugh, and that makes me happy, and that's what I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that's really it. I mean, I don't, I don't need anything out of it. As long as I can go out and do it and make people laugh, that's really the biggest part of it. Because, like I said, it's a 20-year plan. If, if I... If in 20 years that I'm really good at this and can do it as a job, that's fine. But that's yeah. not what I plan on. I mean, I, I want to keep getting better. Because yeah. at that 20 year mark, maybe I'll be good enough. But I, I understand it's a long process. Yeah. I mean, people paint for many years and they never you know, make a piece of art, a, a good piece of art. Right. But so. And the thing about comedy that I love, doing stand-up that I love, that I don't see in a lot of places is you're talking about art. If someone paints something or whatever, they may think it's a masterpiece, but it's still ultimately not up to them. Like the consumer is going to decide that. If someone makes, if someone's an actor, I've done some small level acting. Like you make, you shoot something, but you don't know how it's going to turn out until it's on TV. You have almost no creative control. Right. With stand up, you can get up, hey, I think this is funny. Let me say this. And then you get an instant, like the crowd is grading your paper from second to second right, and I love yeah. I love and hate that about it but more love that about it yeah it's agonizing when it doesn't go well but it's the best feeling to me when it does yeah so that's a very interesting way to put it because I don't know man I just I want to do good when I do it um, and it, if it's not good I need to go back to a drawing board which <laughs> I was at the drawing board for a long time which weirdly enough a lot of the jokes that I wrote before I was actually performing, they all turned out pretty good. Like my very first joke, what I was talking about, uh, 
Daniel Boone, and I said, there's a lot of people in here. Um, to be funny, I'm going to bleep out the name of the high school just because I don't want them to get any okay. airplay. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, there's a lot of people in here. There's more people in here than there were. Let's see. There's more people in here than there were teeth in my graduating class. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid, but it's funny. I mean... <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But I wrote that way before I ever considered actually doing stand-up. I don't know. I, I enjoy it, man. It, it's, a way to, it's a way to get the demons out. No matter how many people are in a room that you're doing stand-up in, there's still less people than there were lifted trucks in that school parking lot. I don't know if that was your experience when you were there. Yeah. It was my experience when I was there. Yeah. See, the whole that, bottom level of the parking lot was yeah. just lifted trucks and those smokes whatever those are called those big mufflers that come out through the roof yeah yeah those nah, were the I best kind of people oh my gosh yeah wonderful people so i'm this is an awkward transition sure i'm very driven in certain areas so we're going to engage in a little foreplay here all right so let's get it's it going a, a nice little four pack of questions kind of random questions no set of four questions that I ask you, they won't ever be the same. Like I've got Marcy Moore joining me after this. Her four questions will be different from yours. So these are unique to you. I'm just kind of, the format's usually going to be the same. I'm kind of letting the audience know this, but they're not going to be the same. So these are unique to you. So the first one, well, you've got one with you, but what is your favorite beverage to drink? It doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could be whatever, but what, what drink sets the mood for you? Whether that be anything, just what's your favorite? Yeah, is P it that? Yeah, PBR. PBR. <laughs> I, I enjoy a good beer. And that's not a good beer, but I enjoy the price hey, of it. I'm not judging at all. You, <laughs> what works for you works for you. That's your Wouldn't thing. Would it have been different if I brought, like, Corona or, like, <laughs> some Delirium, like, $10 beers? Do you remember, did you ever, were you ever exposed to, um, what they called? Um, they were, like, for a loco, but before that. Sparks. Sparks, oh yeah, they still make them. Oh, do they really? Yeah, I have not even awful. seen them in a while. They're, yeah. they're really well, bad. What I always liked was that the packaging looked like a battery and also tasted like a battery. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> like they weren't doing anything to hide what this is going to taste there like. There was nothing good about but it. But really. for people that don't know, that was like an energy drink mixed with alcohol, but like an insane amount of alcohol and battery acid, basically, and rat yeah. poison and they are whatever keto, else. Though. Keto. Very keto friendly, yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking to lose a few pounds, I, you've met Keith Marcel before. You did that first show. He's doing the yeah. keto thing now, so I have to let him know he can have some sparks if he wants to. <laughs> um, second thing, what's a hidden talent that you have? Or if you don't want to answer that, what's a talent that you don't have that you wish you had? Because mine's like being able just to really sing, like really just belt it out. Like I've always wished I could sing or dance. You always like, wished you could? Yeah. But you can't. Right. I, I'm a terrible singer. Like, I'd love to get up and sound like Marvin Gaye or something and just be like, yeah, You're great. telling me you oh. can sing. There you go. Hey, no, hey, no, well, no, dude. I'm, I'm jealous. singing, too. I'm just, I'm messing around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I, I play guitar. Uh, I can sing along while I play guitar, but my fingers don't want to do what my mouth's doing. Dude, yeah, that, the rhythm part uh, yeah, of it. Yeah, that's like, tough. But no, I mean... I guess I would just have to say be, be better at comedy. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. I dude, I always sucked at painting or drawing or anything. There you go. Yeah. 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 Now we're really getting into the foreplay here. The third thing is, what's your idea of the perfect romantic night? You know, you don't have to put Rachel on blast if you don't want to, but like. No, she's fine with it. Uh, 
How PG does this have to be? Should keep it PG. Say whatever you want to say. <laughs> so, um, uh, we both like to cook a lot. Okay. Uh, so, we. That's another normally, talent I wish I had. But yeah. Yeah, well, it helps with the ladies. Yeah. But we uh, probably wouldn't be going out to cook, or going out to eat. We would just cook at home. Yeah. Maybe something before then, some bowling, maybe. Um, and then come home and cook something like real nice, like some lobster steak type deal. Um, and then, um, if, if you're going to leave this in, then she always loves the uh, hashtag do butt stuff. <laughs> so, and that's something we came up with a long time ago <laughs> for New Year's. If, any, if anybody you know, thinks that they want to make a move on, I Rachel, don't, just know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the last part of what I, the foreplay here is I just want to know, it's very random, your thought on beards. Growing beards. a beard, having one, you kind of have a, a little bit of one going. It looks nice, by the way. Yeah, I, I used to have a lot bigger one. And I thought, you know, my beard should really represent my self-worth. So I cut it all off. No, <laughs> it's a joke I've been working on. But, no, I, I, I just cut my beard off to grow a more full one. And that's not going to happen, I don't think. But, yeah, I won't have a beard probably for the rest of my life. Just because. It's comfortable. You, you feel like it, a little bit of security. Easier. You yeah, don't have yeah, to shave yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. I haven't razor shaved in over five years. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I just, with the machine and that's it, but, yeah, I don't know, beards, beards are cool, I'm fine with it, it keeps your neck warm, yeah, because once I, when I had, you know, I had a pretty, pretty good size one, but like the, the air, the wind would come through, yeah, and man, I just got to the point, I'd grown a little bit of one out, and it's just like, I kept getting, I know everyone struggles with this, but like, I kept getting food, oh, you, know, you gotta eat through it, so once like, it gets so long, you just eat it. <laughs> now I know that sounds bad, but if you if you get something stuck in there, you, you might just eat it. It's not that bad though. I ate a donut not long ago when I had the beard, and it was just just all that glaze was just yeah, it was bad. So. Well, there there's technique. You gotta you gotta grab the beard and pull That's it back. We'll wrap up with this. I know you've got places you probably need to be and things you need to do. Um, what are some goals that you have for this year? And by the way, thanks for engaging in foreplay with me. Um, <laughs> What are some goals that you have for 2020 and beyond? I know you mentioned the 20-year plan, but just some things you'd like to accomplish this year, whether it be with comedy or relationship or anything else. So, um, Definitely nothing with relationship. No, uh, sorry, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I just I want to get better at it, really. Yeah. Uh, I want to do shows in Knoxville and get my name out in that area and maybe since we're kind of in between Knoxville and Asheville, go up to Asheville and see uh, uh, Morgan Boast. Yes, yeah. she, she's she, done JRH before. Yeah, yeah, she's really funny. yeah and her, her boyfriend does a lot of things yeah. up there. So I'd like to go just start branching out more and getting more comfortable on stage and doing better, not forgetting my jokes when I'm in the middle of them because that's very frustrating. But, yeah, that's, that's about it, man. I don't know. Um. Marcy was agreeing with you, by the way. She was supportive of your answer just now. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think, I believe you can do it and will do it. Because, like I mentioned before, I don't know if it was on the mic or not, but, like, you do have sort of a natural 
funny and natural charisma that I think comes off. And Thank you. I appreciate I've enjoyed, that. I'll be honest with you, like, and Marcy even knows this, I don't go see, like, any other comedians usually. It's not that I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. I just, I don't know. I have this weird thing about it. But you're one of the few people that I can actually sit down and listen to, and I'm like, enjoy this. Not that I don't enjoy other people, but it's like, I, I it's a weird thing for me. That. So. And that's another reason I wanted to have you on the, the show. I know we did a... You're actually technically in another podcast episode already. Actually, I think I took it down just because it was it was from the stage show that we did though. Yeah, but yeah, I actually yeah. wanted to sit down and get to know you a little bit better. Um, yeah, I'm glad I, we got to go. Yeah, I've cool. uh, I've always enjoyed sitting and talking to you. So again, thank you for being part of the show, and uh, I look forward to working with you again here soon. Yeah, uh, we'll do it soon, man. Appreciate it. Uh-huh.